How about now? Is it good? Test, test, test. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Bing bong. Okay, here we go. Let's go. And welcome back to the Mixed Martial Arts Street Podcast. Today is a really important day here at the pod uh, because today is our 10th episode. Um, a pretty big milestone for us. Um, and uh, I'll be intermittently joined by uh, two guests today. Um, Jessica Emmerich from VO2 Fitness, um, who's coming off a front runner for Knockout of the Year. And uh, Gabe Piera, who uh, on uh, June 11th, he climbed the ladder and he, he beat uh, Asher Frederick by split decision. But first, um, I'm going to talk about the OCL card because it was it was fantastic. Um, I want to thank uh, you know Ohio Combat League for that. That was a great night um, for allowing me to to sit uh, you know cage side for those fights. Um, and you know OCL 19, it was it was a night to remember. It was it was great. There were a lot of great fights all throughout the night. Um, we'll be talking about a couple of them here. Um, I guess I'll move on and we'll talk about, uh, Vester Harris, who, uh, he got, he got, uh, back-to-back wins with a split decision victory over Omar Ramirez. And, um, you know, I've, I, I love Vester Harris. He's, uh, I've gotten to see two of his fights live. Uh, the first one was with B2 Fighting Series. Um, and I also got to see him at OCL 19. So, um, I, both, both of these fights that I've gotten to see live there, um, I've gotten to see him both nights and he, he's, uh, he's an awesome guy. He, uh, he likes to sing and dance like during his walkouts and it's, it's great. It's great. Um, <laughs> the crowd, the crowd is like really into like him. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, I really liked, you know, his fight, the Libra King is what, that's his nickname is the Libra King. And um, I really like his fighting style. He's got he's got a pretty fantastic ground game, and he he can stand and bang as well. He he like he can do that on the feet. He's a he's a fantastic fighter to watch. Um, the crowds at both events, as I said, um, they've they've been really into his fights. Um, he he's great. I I hope we can get him on the podcast in the future. I'd love to talk to him. Uh, but I digress because uh, I I also want to talk about. The knockout of the year candidate um, that Jessica Emmerich had um, that night. She she had a near perfect performance against Kaylin Doan, and uh, her right hook knockout. Uh, it took home K of the night honors, and it was it was a doozy. It was a it was a great knockout. Um, she delivered this like devastating right hook. Um, the crowd was stone silent after it. Um, Thankfully, thankfully, Kalen was okay, which was, which was good, good to see because it it, it was pretty scary. Um, it was fantastic to watch, um, and I actually got the chance to speak with Jessica. So I'm gonna pass it to Bobby from last week here. I want to welcome on Jessica Emmerich from VO2 Fitness. Uh, Jess, welcome to the show. I'm ecstatic to have you on. Hello, thanks for having me. So, um, you know, I just want to jump straight into the questions. You know, a lot of people are talking about the flash knockout you had um, this past Saturday. You know, um, knockout of the year, a lot of people are calling it. So, um, yeah. you know, a lot of year left, but obviously that's 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 going to stand as as one of the best ones of the year. Um, I mean, was striking the game plan going into the fight for you? Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Yep. That's my main, everybody knows it by now. That's, that's what my main uh, thing is striking. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I'll dive into this next one. You know, your Instagram handle is coach underscore uh, Jess P on Instagram. So um, can you talk a little bit about coaching, you know, um, like what disciplines do you coach and, you know, feel free to pitch some classes to, to the masses. Yeah. Um, I coach, I'm the assistant coach for our kickboxing program. Um, I am our women's jujitsu coach. Um, and then I also teach just regular fitness classes and personal trainings and stuff like that. So yep. The martial arts is, is the side that I like to teach in. That's awesome. That's, that's, re that's really cool to hear. You know, jujitsu is a, a big passion of mine. You know, um, I, I just started this past summer. Um, I don't, I don't do it all the time. Not, not obviously as committed as a fighter would be. Um, I, I, I have a day job and some other stuff to get to, including this. Um, I consider this a hobby right now, but um, it could turn into something. So um, jujitsu is really cool. Um, I've been wrestling like my whole life. So um, okay, okay. I'm, a, I'm a big grappling guy. I'm, I, I won't say that I'm a striker, you know, uh, I, I don't like getting hit. I don't like hitting people. So I, I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, get you on the ground and, and, and wrestle. So yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big difference. Big difference there. Um, so, you know, one of my favorite questions to ask fighters, you know, is about, you know, internal and external motivation. Um, a lot of fans really overlook the amount of work and dedication that it really takes to step into the cage, you know, putting yourself out there. Um, you know, a loss is obviously going to hurt a lot, but really just, you know, it's all about that motivation. So um, to get the question here, uh, what motivates you internally and externally, you know, to be a fighter? Uh, I would say my kids, um, I have two, two boys and I don't, I, you know, I've got a family and kids to come home to, uh, that's, I, I don't want to come home injured or, or hurt or so I, I put my fullest into it and that's just how I've always been very goal oriented, um, and making sure that I achieve those goals. That's awesome. That's great motivation. You know, like, you know, stepping into the cage because there is always that risk that, you know, you're going in there and you're fighting, you're fighting basically for your life. I mean, um, they yep. don't stop it until, until your, your life is at risk. So, um, it's, it's really cool to hear that and, um, pretty motivating for me. I mean, obviously I, I do have parents that, that do care about me. Um, and that's really cool to hear that that's a big motivator for you. Um, so, uh, 2022, I mean, we're halfway through it. Um, we got another half to go. A lot of time still left, obviously, in the year. Um, what is 2022? Uh, and also, I, I'll, I'll add 2023 as well to that. Um, look like for, for you, Jess? Uh, picking up more fights. I know there's a grappling tournament coming up. Um, so, of course, my jujitsu coach is asking about that. Um, uh, more striking, you know, I'll, I'll pretty much pick up any fight they throw my way. It's just experience at this point, you know, my kickboxing, my boxing fights. Um, they're all leading up, to, you know, helping me prepare to hop in the cage. Um, I don't find those as threatening, obviously, to be in the cage. So that's just more experience. Um, that's what I always tell my fighters when I'm coaching, you know, get in there, go, go kickbox, go box. If you want to hop in the cage, just get, get level it up. Just keep going it, keep going it. So that's, that's my plan. I'll continue to kickbox and continue to box and continue to grapple and, and then pick up my cage fights. It's like those are those to me are where you see your end result of all of your trainings and all of your lessons learned in each fight. So, yeah, that's awesome to hear. That's that's really cool. 
Um, personal, personal goal of yours. I mean, um, end of 2023, where do you want to be? Pro. Uh, pro? that's at this point. Yeah. Yep. I'm hoping to be pro. Uh, I've worked this hard for this long. Um, time to do something with it. So that's, I love, that's I love hearing goal. that. I, I really love hearing that from, you know, amateur fighters. I've, I've got to talk to a, a couple people so far and that's, that's always a, a big goal is, you know, the turning pro. So um, that's really cool to hear. It was not my goal at first. This was honestly just a hobby. I started out with just, I want to go learn to punch something. Uh, um, and after a while I'm like, okay, now I, I really do want to get good at this. So that's, that's where I'm at. And now I'm like, yeah, now, now I want to keep going further and further and further. What do you think was like the turning point? Like, you know, you've talked about, you know, going into it, being a hobby, and now you've really kind of fallen in love with it, as, as I can tell. Um, what, what do you think uh, um, made that change? Man, I think, whew, you know, I don't know. I When I started, it, it was just a hobby, um, but then I still, I had this little spark of, uh, I think I want to fight. Um, it, you know, so I asked my coach and then we kind of, we went from there. Uh, and then after my first fight, I'm like, okay, well, that was, that was a lot of fun. And then it's like with each fight, I see, um, different things, you know, the fights slow down. The more that you do this, it's not, you know, bang, bang, bang in your face with punches. You can start to see them slow down. And that's like, a goal of mine is to be able to get into the cage or to the ring and have these fights slow down enough where I'm flowing like I do when I'm in the gym sparring with my teammates and, and coaches. Um, so I, I think that's that's kind of I, I just love competition. I've I played sports all growing up. I I don't know. Sure, I love it. I love fighting. <laughs> that's awesome. That's no. That's awesome to hear. That 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 makes my whole day. I mean. Obviously, I'm an avid fan of the sport, um, you know, actually, you know, participating. It's like getting in the cage terrifies me. It's it's like something I'm like, oh, you know, I I, I don't think I'd ever like want to do that. Um, close personal friend of mine I wrestled with in middle school was actually on the card with you. Um, JJ Smith, he was uh, he was in the co-main. So, um, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He, That's um, super cool. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. I I, I, uh, I surprised him after the fight. I told him I was going. I don't think he actually believed me. Um, so after the fight, I walked up and I was like, Hey, and he was like, ah, so, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. That, that, that show, man, I, I'd love, I've been in this a little while now. So, you know, being, working with the OCL, um, and the promoters, everybody there, um, I've gotten to know a lot of like the fighters in the area. Um, so it, it's nice to have a community of, you know, I walk into, um, you know, our, our locker room before the fights and and i'm like oh hey guys like i know you guys i didn't look at who all was on the card with me and i'm like oh hey you hey you hey you like i just knew everybody that was even there <laughs> yeah that's no that's awesome it's like you know it's a bonding experience being in a promotion like that you know getting to know like all the fighters different gyms obviously you know if you're at the same gym yeah. you're you know your teammates but um yep. you know getting to know all the different gyms in the area especially with like something as local as this it's pretty cool yeah yeah and they're all pretty welcoming that's they're i can't say pretty they're all welcoming um every gym i've been to they're all just hey yeah come in and train with us so they're great making friends with all of them they're all such good guys good people that's awesome to hear well um jessica i appreciate you coming on to the podcast here um 
uh, I hope, uh, you know, we can do this again in the future. Obviously, you know, more fights down the line will will result yep. in more of this. But um, yep. thank you yep. so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thank you again to Jessica Emmerich for taking the time to speak with me. Um, I, I do want to pivot here and talk about the guy who arguably had the biggest pop at OCL 19. And uh, that's that's Jaden Maddox. Um, Jaden, he was a he was a wrestling state champion twice at Central Crossing High School. Um, he was also a wrestler uh, for the Ohio State University. Um, when, when he was at Ohio State, I, I, I remember he, during his redshirt season, he wrestled at the Edinburgh Open, and he he went undefeated. He went like he beat like five guys, and then he went five and zero, oh, and he, he pinned two of them, and. You know, being an Ohio State wrestler, the Columbus crowd, um, they they absolutely loved him. It was you know they loved his performance as well. Um, he so it was Jaden Maddox versus Shane Nuttall, and this I believe I'm gonna have to fact check myself, and I'll remove this at the end if I'm wrong. But um, this was the first time a Jaden Maddox fight has actually gone the distance. Um, he improved to three and one, and he. He he wrestled Shane the whole time. He he landed some takedowns that I, that would make Daniel Cormier blush. Like he he was he was tossing nut all around, and the crowd was was loving it. Um, it congratulations to Jaden. That that's it was a fantastic fantastic performance. And um, you know he he he's a he, he's I'm sure he's a great guy. I haven't gotten the chance to speak with him. But um, that would be awesome if he if he'd like to come on the podcast. I, I'd love to have him. But uh, let's move on, and uh, we can talk about the main event of the evening. Uh, Gabe Peria, or Peria. I, I I said it right when I was interview when I was interviewing him. I, I I had to ask him how to pronounce his last name because I, I I'm I'm horrible about names. I I apologize to Gabe, but. Um, uh, he took on Asher Frederick for the OCL bantamweight title, and um, the crowd was the crowd was really into it. Um, it, it, it. In the end, Gabe Gabe did come out on top with a split decision win. Um, and here's Bobby from last weekend. I want to thank Gabe Perea from uh, Immortal MMA for coming on the podcast. Uh, congrats on your bantamweight title win. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. So, uh, you know, just a little bit about yourself, Gabe. Uh, where are you from? Uh, what's your story? Um, I'm from North Denver, but I grew up in El Paso, Texas. Uh, it's a desert city. It's a border city. So uh, we really grew up with, with nothing much to do, you know. So, you know, just growing up with my friends, we grew up watching the UFC. And we used to just fight on the trampoline and see who was the baddest between us. And one day I just I just fell in love with it. And. I don't know. I just always felt like a little wannabe, you know, I'd wear a little tap out shirt and think I was, think I was cool, you know, till I finally got into wrestling and I stepped in a gym and ever since then I've been, I've been fighting for real now, you know? Sure. Sure. How long have, how long have you been wrestling for? I'm actually, uh, I'm a, I'm a wrestler myself. I've been wrestling since, since the sprite young age of five. So you know what, man? I'm not, I'm not the best wrestler. I honestly just wrestled my junior year. Uh, my senior year, I got kicked out for fighting. I, I would get in a lot of trouble. So I never even got to compete in wrestling. I was just kind of on the team. You know, it, it, it was, it, it sucked because I felt like a wasted talent. 
Um, I never got to show people what I could do in wrestling, um, which is, I guess, why I don't take for granted being able to fight. And I take it very seriously because I get to do now what I didn't get to do in high school. That's awesome. That's awesome here. I mean, yeah, I was about to, you know, you kind of said it yourself. Uh, you're getting to wrestle now. I mean, if you really want to, but uh, there's other options in the cage. So, yeah. Um, speaking of the cage, yep. we'll talk about, uh, you know, great fight this last weekend um, between you and Asher for the uh, bantamweight title at OCL 19. Um, just want to, you know, talk about the game plan coming into the fight. What was, uh, what was the game plan? Well, one of the game plans was I knew he was a Southpaw and um, I'm naturally an Orthodox, but for like a year now, I have been training um, every day in Southpaw, even when I spar, even it, it don't matter if I'm uncomfortable in it or if I feel like they're getting the better hand on me. I just, I would stick to it. And um, I just felt personally, I didn't do it to fight Asher. I just fought Southpaw because one of my coaches felt it would really help my game out being ambidextrous. And then when I got the Asher fight offered, I was like, you know what? It might throw off his game, not being used to fighting Southpaws because um, everyone he's fought has been an Orthodox. So that was one plan, you know, just staying Southpaw throughout the fight. Uh, the other plan was always, you know, always chop, go for the legs, chop the legs, um, try working the striking. I tried going for some takedowns. I didn't, I didn't really have too much success with it, but just throwing that out there, you know, so. He, he can know that I, I, I want to go for takedowns as well as strike with him. You know, I just like being a, a full, well-rounded martial artist. Yeah, no, that's that that's exactly I was going to bring up, you know, the the switched stance there, because I do know in your other fights, you you haven't been uh, Southpaw. So when I saw you, uh, you know, fighting out of that stance, I was I was slightly confused. I didn't know uh, that you were actually, you know, training in that stance and that you had uh, both of them going. Have you ever like, you know, worked a. Uh, a certain switch stance into your, in your game at all? Um, yeah, I actually do. Um, I feel more comfortable being in Southpaw. I like throwing a lot of spinning stuff and, and it's easier for me to throw it from, uh, from Southpaw than it is from Orthodox. I don't know why it's just the way I am. So even before I would go strictly Southpaw, I would always switch to Southpaw whenever I was going to throw something with the spin. Um, it just sucks as an amateur. I really can't, display my full martial arts you know in in the state of ohio i can't throw head kicks and a lot of spinning stuff that i would like to i would like to show to the fans and to the martial arts world what i can do no yeah that obviously you know earlier on the card we had that point deduction from a head kick and uh, right. a lot of the crowd didn't oh. understand why why that was the case but yeah that is the rule for for amateur MMA in ohio unfortunately um so uh next question obviously um, Immortal MMA, it's, it's one of, if not the premier um, mixed martial arts facilities in Central Ohio. Um, and I just wanted to ask, you know, what's it like training there, you know, with Cameron Knight, Mark Coleman, and Matt Brown, like just to name a few, there's a crazy good coaching staff there. It's, um, it's pretty surreal, you know, being from Texas, um, El Paso, Texas, like I mentioned earlier, we don't really have uh, no superstars or no one to look up to, um, no, no one in sports, you know. So when I first got told that I was going to have a job offer in Ohio and to look for a gym in Ohio, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I barely even knew where Ohio was. 
So I was just scrolling through gyms and I saw that um, I saw Immortal and that caught my attention. And then I saw it was Matt Brown. And my first day ever there, I walked in with, with my dad and um, we see Matt Brown. Sure enough, he was the first person we see and he introduces himself. And um, I just would always, you know, try to carry myself like like a normal human being with him. I wouldn't try being like like a fan to him. You know, I just wanted him to see that this was serious to me, you know, that this wasn't a game and I wasn't there to just take a picture with him or, or with Mark Coleman and say, hey, I'm at Immortal Martial Arts. Like, this is actually my life. And I'm very grateful and, and I feel blessed. I feel lucky to be able to train with them. Um, it just sucks. I, I have to travel a lot for work. So right now at the moment, like I told you earlier, I'm, I'm in Florida right now. So I have training out here in Florida. But whenever I'm out there, I take full advantage of being with them. It's it's really a dream come true being able to train with Matt Brown and Mark Coleman and Cameron Knight and Shane, you know. Shane's another guy. He's been with me in all my fights. He's always been on my corner and, and he's super technical and he's just a great person. I'm really grateful for all of them. That's awesome to hear. You know, everything I've heard about that gym has been fantastic stuff. Um, and, you know, I do look up to a lot of those guys. Um, were you, I mean, obviously, you know, meeting Matt Brown, you said you take this very seriously. I mean, this is, this is a lifestyle for you. And I, I do, you know, I, I admire that. Um, growing up, were you, uh, you know, at all, you said you watched UFC, were you at all like a fan of Matt Brown? You know, he's been around for a while. So I was like growing up, one of my favorite knockouts of him was, um, I still remember it. And I don't even see a lot of highlights of it was when he fought, um, Mike Swick, Mike Quick Swick. I remember he knocked him out cold and that was when I, I really started becoming a fan of him. And then like, I had a lot of friends who were even bigger fans than I was of him. And they saw I was training with them and they started asking me like questions about when he was on the ultimate fighter, like, Hey, is he still mad about his, uh, about his dip? Cause I guess that was a thing. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, man, to be honest. And then, so I had to look at, I had to look that up and see what they were talking about, you know, but yeah, man, it's, it's been a great experience being able to train with them and, you know, him, it's like, it's like having a big brother and it's almost like having a, a second father figure in him you know anytime I do feel nervous going into the cage because it I do get nervous I get scared he just always gives me the right words of encouragement and he brings those nerves down a little bit that's awesome that's awesome to hear um so next question just uh gonna move on to the next one um talk about motivations you know um going into the cage it takes a lot you know not everyone can do it me personally I I don't think I'd ever want to step into an octagon and fight someone else um, I love grappling. I love wrestling. I love jujitsu, but you know, it's just not for everyone. So, um, you know, what motivates you internally and externally, I, I'd say, cause there's both factors there, um, to be a fighter and to step in there. Well, for one, like I say, where I, where I grew up in El Paso, Texas, um, every single person I know has been in like a, like a fist fight, you know, like it don't matter if it was the kid with all A's or the worst kid in the class like literally everyone would get in a fist fight and I'm talking about when we're in elementary school middle school high school so it just always felt natural to me to be able to fight I always fought in front of in front of a lot of people like you know without it being sanctioned fights so that's one thing it just always felt natural the other thing is um I just 
it just always felt like a natural talent to me and it just always seemed like the only thing I was good at. I know people always tell me, you know, like you got to think more of yourself, but in all reality, it's one of the only things that catches my attention. I've had teachers tell me that I wasn't going to be good at anything, you know, I was a horrible student, which they're probably right, you know, so that motivates They're not right. Me. Don't, no, no, don't say that. No. You're, you're a fantastic bad, fighter, dude, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that like on your head, you know, you, there's plenty of, there's plenty of shit you can do with your life. Like Probably, I, I'm, I admire that this is the route that you chose to take and that, you know, you've fallen in love with this and that's really cool to see, but uh, you know. Yeah. So I guess that's one thing that motivates me, you know, like people being negative and not expecting much from me. And that keeps me going, you know, because I really feel like this is only the start. Obviously it's only the start. Um, another thing that motivates me is my family, you know, like I, I want to, you know, if this all works out, I want to be able to provide for them and, and, you know, it, it would be really amazing. And, and I have, you know, so he's a big motivation. He's the one that keeps going every day and being able to do this for him and seeing that he looks up to me and he wants to one day open him that, that, you know, that makes me super happy and that keeps me going. That's enough motivation for me. No, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. You know, family, family is a big thing. Um, I've talked with a lot of fighters uh, recently and family has always been, uh, you know, that the number one motivation for them, obviously, you know, providing for them, caring for them. Um, and it's hard to balance that, you know, having, having a family and then having, you know, the job as a fighter. So um, transitioning to uh, the future, you know, 2022, two is halfway done. We got another half to go. Um, and also tw I'll, I'll loop 2023 into this as well. What, what do these two years, you know, by the end of 2023, where do you want to be Gabe? Um, I'm looking to at least get another three fights if possible this year. Um, and I'm hoping to get enough experience, um, not just in the cage, but outside of the cage, um, maybe move up a belt ring right now. I'm a blue belt. I'd like to possibly be a purple belt by the end of the year sometime in, within the year. You know, that's just a personal goal of mine. Um, and I just want to be able to build up my credentials to to go pro, you know. Like they say in that one Drake song, can't, can't keep doing this for free, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to turn pro? I do. I want to turn pro. Like, this is what I want to be my career, you know. I want to make some money off of this, you know, like fighting and making money what more can you ask for me personally yeah. that's that's like my utopia you know no that's awesome that's awesome to hear i love your passion for this sport it's 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 got me super invigorated i mean um looking looking down the line um do you do you think that you'll you know defend your belt in ocl or um obviously you do have a fight in b2 as well so um you know there's there's multiple routes that you can take what what do you what do you want to do next um, I'm not too picky on the organization I fight because a fight's a fight and, um, there's tough guys in both organizations. Um, I kind of just leave that up to, to the gym and I leave that up to Rick Warheis, which is the guy who gets me all the fights from Immortal. Um, I just have total trust in him. You know, you give me the fight, you tell me who to fight and, and I'll be ready to fight whatever organization it is. I'll, I'll, I'll take whatever fight it is, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I'm, I'm still on the come up. So, you know, I'm, I'll take any fight I get. Um, well, Gabe, I want, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, 
I appreciate your time and uh, thank, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you again to Gabe. Um, I really, I really appreciate um, you coming onto the pod and um, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of you. I love talking to you. It was a, it was a great conversation we had and uh, I, I'm, I'm a fan and I'm, I'm going to be watching your fights in the future. It was fantastic. Um, before I end the episode, I do want to give another quick shout out to the Ohio Combat League. Um, thank you for having me out there. It, I really appreciated it. And um, I also kind of want to tout um, their next fight card, which is going to be Saturday, July 2nd. Um, it's Ohio Combat League 20, uh, live from the Cherry Valley Hotel in Newark, Ohio. Um, there'll be pro and amateur MMA fighters going head-to-head live from the event center. Um, the main event, the very professional main event, light heavyweights Dan Spawn and Tyler Vogel will face off. What's up, mixed martial arts street fanatics? Are you looking for more content? Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok as well. Visit our website for a list of all of our episodes. And if you like what you hear, smash that five-star review on Spotify. See y'all soon.